Welcome to the Doc G Show. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on uh, the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. That's me. With me, as always, Dave Burles Berlin. Hey, Doc. Another great Wednesday. Another great show. Yes. Yes, indeed. Now, before we came on the air, I was I was uh, chatting with you a little bit about uh, your your little under the weather. Just a little. Yeah. Just a little. Not not enough to bring you down. Not enough to bring the hype of the show down. But just a little bit. No, now, that's the thing is we we power through. That's right. This adversity and yeah, I may sound a little hoarse, may sound a little nasally, but I'm here. I'm here, well, baby. Amen. The the funny part about it is, Dave, is that's it. It sort of goes along with what I want to talk about today because. Um, you uh, may need some hydration. It's one of the good times in your life that you want to mm-hmm. focus on hydration is when you're ill. That's a fact. It, it will sure, help definitely. with the illness. Now, I, I hydrated I wanna, myself this weekend, that's for sure, but well, there, that helps I, my body. Might have, might have been the wrong, <laughs> wrong hydration. Um but like you know, I, I want to talk about this, and I feel like it, it, it's been talked about. But it, I, I need to talk about it. I haven't talked about it on this show, and I feel like we need to talk about it. And that's carrying water bottles. Word. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Specifically or single use yeah, water e- bottles. Really, either. I mean, specific okay. and specifically carrying around a water bottle bigger than like twenty ounces. Mm-hmm. And th- mm-hmm. and then most specifically, carrying around a gallon of water. Oh yeah! Like shout out d- to my brother. <laughs> shout out, Dave. You're you're aware it's been a thing for several years, especially gym culture. You go into the gym and there's at least one person gallon mm-hmm. jug of water. Usually mm-hmm. several. Usually several. Um, now obviously unnecessary. Amen. Completely yeah. unnecessary. But let, let's. Let's take a step back. So, really, I want to say any water bottle is it's sort of unnecessary. Hmm. Like, but it's rare not to see somebody with a water bottle today. Like, everybody has them. Everyone. Yeah, there's definitely been a big push on having it on you at all times because you never know. And like I get it, I studied physiology, Dave. Word. I understand we're we're sixty five percent water. It's a mm-hmm. it's essential to be hydrated, but it's not like we're at the risk of losing hydration at a moment's notice. Nope. It's not yeah. like all of a sudden you turn around, and you're like, oh, gee, now, and you just fall over, and people are like, Damn. you got days worth. Yeah. Should have had should have had water. Should have had water. Like people carry their water bottle around like it's a life alert necklace. So true. And if they mm-hmm. fall in the bathtub and break their hip, they'll reach for their water bottle and be like, "Oh, thank God I had it. I wouldn't have made it through this." Like, like I get it. It's it's essential. It's very essential. But dehydration doesn't happen in 30 seconds, and rehydration doesn't either. That's a fact. If you're still comparing the two to the life alert, it's like it's like if the bathtub fall took a day to happen, and the and the uh, 
EMT getting there is like six hours to get there. That's essentially what rehydration and dehydration is. Jeez. Right? People have yeah, it, though. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys that, like, I feel like when I get, like, a little bit low on my hydration, I kind of get a little, mm-hmm. those little headaches. You know, nothing mm-hmm. that's, like, major, but you're like, oh, man, I should really drink some water. Like, well, when you think back on it, you're like, yeah, I haven't really drank much in the last few hours. Well, well, here's the thing, Dave. We have alerts for that, just like you said. Mm-hmm. We have body alerts for that to tell us, hey, you need water. And I'll say this right now, Dave. I'm usually a guy that doesn't have a water bottle with me. I usually don't have one. I don't need one. And I honestly can say there hasn't been a time that I have said in my life, if I only had my water bottle, I've never said that. I feel like there's probably been one time where you said that. No. I've said, man, I could use some water and then I'll get some water a little bit later. Like that's basically it. Like it's, there's never a time that I'm just like, oh, right now, instantly, if I had water. Now I'll just play some water. Like <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't done it. And uh, you know what? I'll generally say when it comes to water. Uh, usually, I'll just say, "Hey, you know, maybe later, I'll get some more water." That's that's mm-hmm. basically it. That's all I need. Uh, so let's, uh, you know. And then the last thing about the water bottle, inevitably, uh, it. I just have to pee way more if I carry a water oh, water that's bottle. That's the worst. You know, and I'm going to be honest. He literally all day long with it. Yeah, and I've never thought in my life, you know, what I need more in this day to urinate more. Like mm-hmm. I've never, I've never thought that. That's exactly the opposite of what I want to do. So let's take it up to giant jugs of water. Now, now, not only do you have, as I said before, essentially a worthless life alert necklace that you're carrying around. Uh, you've made it the size of Flavor Flav's clocks. And you're like, here we go. This is what I need in my day. Like, you know, which, I mean, like, what? why? Why? So I had, we'll go with an unnamed individual that likes to carry around a gallon jug of water. And I was like, okay. why do you have this gallon of ju- a jug of water? And they told mm-hmm. me they were planning on drinking a full gallon of water that day. Hmm. Uh, to which I replied, uh, does it not count if the water comes from different containers? So true. And they said, no, man. It's just easier this way. And I was like, if math is your biggest hurdle to drinking more water, you've got bigger problems in your life than hydration. Yes! Like, that's... If you can't say, you know what? I had six bottles of 20 ounces, so that's over... Uh, that That's right at a gallon. There I am. Um... You, you got so what do they tell you? What's it? Twelve cups a day? Ten cups a day? How much water are you supposed to it drink? It varies, man. There are all kinds of different rec- uh, recommendations because it 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 depends on uh, environment. It depends on uh, fat level. It depends on activity level. It depends on just overall body composition of lean mass. There's all kinds of things that go into hydration status, and they don't have a standard for every single person. That's why we have individual. Uh, alerts in our body that tell us you need more water so i had one other person they were like oh you know why i I use a gallon it reminds me to drink enough water which goes along with that last thing i don't know how you drink water what you're you're okay you're okay but i mean like 
I know there are different levels of hydration status, but I rarely do I turn around after two days and go, you know what? I haven't drank anything in the last two days. I should do that. Like, my underlying point, Dave, these water bottles, completely unnecessary. So true. But, you know something else completely unnecessary? Hmm. Listening to an hour and a half of the Doc G Show. Amen. Amen, (laughs) Dave. You knew where I was going with it. So I have no room to talk, and neither do you. So, are you ready to fire up this completely unnecessary show? Let's fire it up, man. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Oh, Dave, we have Drake Freeman, Trey Binkley. They came in the studio. They recorded uh, a fantastic live recording with us this past weekend. It was fantastic. That's right. We're going to play that today. I can't wait. It's going to be good stuff, man. They are playing four of their songs. We're going to talk all about Nashville and Atlanta and just all kinds of stuff. It's going to be fantastic. So uh, true. Drake and Trey, better known uh, together as Hall, the band Hall, as in Yeehaw. Um, Yeehaw. It's, it's going to be fantastic. But first, we start where we start. Birthday says yes, indeed. Happy birthday, President. Uh, Dave, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm not sure if you're going to get any of these birthday suits. They're That's okay. They're, they're all very difficult and um, not in your wheelhouse. There is one in your wheelhouse. All the okay. others, not so much. So, born on December 11, 1958 in San Jose, California, the, our birthday suit wearer was primarily raised by his grandparents. At a young age, he fell in love with rock and roll, Deep Purple, Rolling Stones, Black Sabbath. In his teenage years, he started developing a lot of bad habits, like shoplifting, selling drugs. His, uh, his grandparents made him move to Seattle, where his birth uh, mother lived. He lived a short while with her, learned how to play the guitar, and then he moved to Los Angeles at the age of 17. He formed a band called London. That's right! After several years of being in the band London, he disbanded that and came up with a new band in 1981 with Tommy Lee, Mick Mars, and Vince Neil. With our birthday suit wearer playing bass, they called the band Motley Crue and recorded a debut album, Too Fast for Love. The band went on to release nine albums. Just recently, they were the focus of a popular Netflix show that recreated their autobiography, The Dirt. In 2010, our birthday suit wearer started a radio show called The Six Cents and became a very popular syndicated show. However, after... Seven years, he announced that he was going to stop the radio show to focus on other activities. Name that birthday suit. Where? Hmm. I got no idea. None. Uh, yeah. <laughs> see, see, I figured. I figured not, not, yeah. not your wheelhouse. It's okay. I'll put you out of your misery. Nikki Six. Nikki Six. Ah, okay. Yes, indeed. Nikki is turning. Happy birthday, Nikki. First of all, turning the big 6-1. Crazy. Dang. 6-1. Uh, if you haven't checked out the Netflix documentary, 
insane. So true. Let me tell you. Those guys, they're nuts. You watch that and you're like, wow. I believe it. <laughs> I I, I I'm not crazy enough in my day to day because I definitely would not be able to keep up with them. Nope. I mean, in my day to day to function properly, I need a good amount of rest. I need a good amount of fiber. I need a good amount of fruits and vegetables in my diet, and I need some stimulating exercise. And those fellas weren't getting any of that. That's a fact. And I'm gonna say no. <laughs> there were a lot of negatives as well in there. Things that could negatively affect your health. I'm just going to say. Yeah. Uh, one of them, Mr. Ozzy Osbourne, as we know, a uh, pretty crazy fella. He uh, oh, snor- yeah. he snorts some ants and drinks some urine at one point in the uh, in the story. So, Wait, what? You know, I'm, I'm not Goodness into gracious. snorting ants <laughs> and drinking urine. That's not my forte. No, thank you. Yeah, no, no, pass. There are so many, and actually, really, if you read the book... There are so many crazy stories that they left out of the actual movie. Oh man, some of those stories in the in the book, I don't know how you would visually recreate those without it being like a, you know, XX rated movie. Jeez. Those things oh, are God. <laughs> nuts, my friend, nuts. But yeah. He survived it. He actually, at one point, too, that's another thing, he dies for several minutes. What? Uh, and they had to kickstart his heart. They had to restart his heart uh, from a heroin overdose. So uh, oh he, he made it. He's 61 now, and he's still kicking. So there you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Happy birthday, oh, Nick. He didn't think he'd see this day. Nope. No, no. A lot of people didn't, but he made it, man. He made it. Uh, happy birthday, Nikki. All right, Dave, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Rip some headlines. Rip it. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay, Dave, uh, have you ever thought of being a flight attendant? Hmm. Um, you know, I think it'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, like, it was kind of like, you know, a plan, like, Z, if I, like, never became anything with my life, I Wait, would just... what? Like if everything just went to crap, I'd be a flight attendant. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sure the flight attendants out there are like, hey, oh, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, I get what you're saying. That's a sort of a second option for you. If everything you yeah, wanted I mean, to do failed, you'd be like, you know what? Right. Let's try. Let's try being a flight attendant. I get to yeah, see the ab- world. Above I- that one was um, open a dog park bar. So, oh, what? wow. You know what? Yeah. I say forget everything you're doing now. Just go ahead and get a dog park bar going. That sounds good. Um, I wish. I don't have the capital. Oh, don't worry about it. (laughs) We'll make it happen. We've got millions of dollars here at the Doc G Show. That's a lot. There we go. Hmm. Anyways, that's not the point. Your aspirations in life are not the point. There is a point, though, that someone has become a flight attendant, and that someone is Ida Janos. Ida Janos uh, has worked or used to work at Delta Airlines. She worked at Delta Airlines for 57 years. Jeez. Wow. She started working for them at the age of 22. Well, recently, she was fired by Delta for uh, things that they accused her of sleeping on the job, uh, taking chocolates, and being rude to customers. Word. Now, Ida says that these things are all lies. 
and it was all part of a smear campaign uh, from her jealous co-workers and the fact that Delta didn't want to pay her. Uh, so you're probably mm. asking, why would co-workers be jealous and why wouldn't Delta want to pay her? Well, apparently, Delta has some pretty, pretty good seniority pay raises. Mm. Because before oh, she yeah, was but... being fired, she was making $250,000. As a flight attendant? As a Holy flight crap. attendant. Yes. Yes. Now, first of all, you go, Ida. That's awesome. Definitely. Good for you. But second of all, it seems a little weird that a flight attendant is making four times the average salary of a public school teacher in California. Mm. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. even better, that's double what the average salary for the pilots out Delta are. Girl, come on! I mean... If I'm just going off of which job is more critical in me getting to my destination, sorry, flight attendant, I'm gonna go with pilot. I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with pilot on that one. Like, and there, yeah. she's making two hundred and fifty thousand. Crazy, literally crazy. Now, to give the instructional uh, video and hand out some chips and now soda. keep in mind though she did do it for 57 years and i gotta be honest i don't know if i could be invested in that for 57 years at some point no. i'd be like you know what <laughs> yeah i'm tired of sitting on these planes every day smelling these nasty smells from all of these turds that are flying on these flights so true. like i would not want to do that so hats off to ida hopefully this uh th she's 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 entered a lawsuit against delta um ida hopefully things work out for you uh Good luck on the rest of your life being a, a spry 79-year-old lady. The world is your oyster, Ida. What? Dave, this next story comes from NorthJersey.com, so you know it's good. That's a fact. Yeah. You know something that I don't expect to hear in 2019? Hmm. Say that again. You know something that I don't expect to hear in 2019? Just something that comes off the cuffs? I don't expect to hear major cockfighting facility discovered in Patterson, New Jersey. What? <laughs> it's not oh, some... Oh, boy. I mean, oh, aside from the legality, cockfighting mm -hmm. just doesn't seem to be in vogue. Nope. You know? No. Like, I just don't... But apparently, Patterson police were investigating a facility for drugs last Wednesday morning, which they found... But, as they were going through the facility, they also found 84 roosters in the back of the building, roaming around in cages, essentially all over the back of the facility. And, uh, yeah. you know, they realized they were using them for fights. And uh, the roosters, they'll be taken to St. Hubert's uh, facility that handles distressed animals. Uh, so, you know, hopefully these animals That's will good. be cared for. But I just... I, right. Go to I, a loving home environment and I not just, slaughtered. <laughs> I just go back, like, how big is the market for cockfights? Hmm. Like, aside from the fact that you're forcing animals to hurt and kill each other, like, I just don't think it'd be super entertaining. No, I, mean, I really just don't see the the viewing, like, pleasure. Like, I just don't... 
think I'd want to go see that. Like, no, like I mean, who watches a basketball game is like this is dumb. You know what would be better? To you know what would be better to watch and gamble on? Mm, Two birds God. pecking each other. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I could just watch that. Oh, like geez. it's just weird. And then after the incident, the mayor of Patterson commended the police, saying this latest round. This latest roundup is proof positive that we will not tolerate foul play in Patterson. He actually used a pun when celebrating his police team stopping a cockfighting ring. Like, hmm. feel like maybe it's not time to use a pun. Like, I get it. It's roosters, so... They're, it's not like people that he's making a pun on, but still, like it was like mm. foul play. Anybody rim shot, right? Cockfighting, <laughs> like it's just it's a little strange. All or all in all, strange. So true. Dave, this next story is from KOB Channel Four in Albuquerque, New Mexico, big Q town, Kirk. Mm. Word. Dave, do you remember? Having show and tell in elementary school? Oh, yeah, dude. For yeah. sure. I, You know, I thought about it. I honestly can't remember any particular show and tell. Nope. Like that's a, Yeah, I mean, I remember like getting excited for it, but I I can't in my head think of something that I brought. It, well, and, you know, when I, when I step back and I think about it, it's a pretty daunting task for a kid. That's right. I mean, you've got no limits. I mean, anything in the world, what should you bring? Is it going to be edible? Is it going to be commemorative? Like, that's, that's a big decision. It's yes. a big decision. Right. And I, and I got to yeah. be honest, some kids, they don't make the best decisions. Nope. They don't make the best decisions. So uh, a six-year-old <laughs> six at Sunset Elementary School had show and tell, and he decided that probably the best thing for this show and tell would be a uh, loaded handgun. Wait, what? Which he oh brought to his class. Uh, obviously, it didn't end so well. Uh, the Chavez County Police were notified, and they took custody uh, of the gun, and uh, they responded to the incident. And the deputy investigating the incident said uh, they don't think that this student had malicious intent. Uh, and yeah. la lastly, the deputy escorted the parent of the child and the uh, and the child themselves to their home for a deeper investigation. First of all. I'm glad that the six-year-old doesn't have malicious intent. So true. That's a whole nother can of worms <laughs> if a six-year-old is has got malicious intent with a gun. You got big problems if it's a six-year-old that's wanting to cause problems with a gun. Uh, and then... Oh, right. Goodness. I, I would have liked to have been there for when the teacher called that student up for that show-and-tell moment. Like, Billy... Would you like to bring up your item for show and tell? Well, you know what, Ms. Gardner? You bet I would. Yes! Today, I'm showing off a lovely Smith & Weston 442 Classic Revolver. Wow. Uh, it's got some minimal kickback. Not bad. And I'll tell you, without a doubt, favorite beauty to use on a nice day at the range. Am I right, everybody? It's pretty nice. Like, what? <laughs> and I feel like the obvious question here is, like... Uh, like, why are there loaded guns available for show and tell at the six-year-old's house? Mm. Like, I guess that's mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. biggest, the biggest question that he was like, "What should I show?" Oh, you know what? This gun right here would be nice. Like, that's then my last question about this: 
how did the six-year-old not know he was going to get in trouble for this? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah they're pretty, like, pretty aware of the rules, I feel yeah. like, of what they can and can't do. Like, at six, like, I mean, I, you know, I got in trouble when I was in kindergarten for bringing a knife to school. Jeez. But, like, I wasn't trying to show wow. the knife off. Yeah, I wasn't trying to show the knife off to, at show and tell. I was trying to show my friends. Like, hey, check out this dope knife, you guys. It's sharp. Word. You know, like whatever you do with knives. I was dumb. I was in kindergarten, right? But, like, I knew you I were, had... To, you had malicious intent. No, I did not. I had a, I had mal, I had fun intent of being like, guys, look, shiny and sharp. Sweet. How cool, right? But I knew <laughs> if a teacher saw it, I was screwed, right? This, this mm-hmm. kid's logic, if he, like, at six, is like, yeah, I figure I'd take in the sweet gun. My teacher would be like, wow, Billy. That's the most rad gun we've ever seen. Maybe after lunch we'll go shoot street signs with it. Like, who d- no, Billy. Come on, man. Think deeper. Think deeper. Uh, Dave, you know how I like clickbait. It entices oh, me. Oh, we love clickbait. It entices me. Well, I was looking up one of these other stories of Rip from the headlines, and I got to bring up one of the clickbait titles that I saw just because it's so weird. It's, I, it's so weird. The, the clickbait title... Chuck Norris's net worth left his family in tears. Hmm. What? Wow. Who the hell is that for? Like, who wants to click on that? Like, I was just so. Like, who is like? Oh man, I've is been it good wo- tears or bad tears? Yeah, I don't know. I have no. I was just like. That's why I'm clicking. Who's been wondering like what's what's Chuck Norris's net worth like? Then like. Chuck Norris is alive. So what the f- is the family just perusing his net worth for? Like, why did he set down his whole family? I was like, guys, I got to tell you about my net worth. Because I'm an old dude, and I just thought I should let you know about my net worth. And then why were there reporters there that were like, oh, we got to get down their reaction. They're, oh, my yeah. God, they're, they're crying about this. Write this down. Just so bizarre. So bizarre. I did not click on it. Nope. The end. I did not click on it. Uh, uh, I'm going to go click on it. You, could, you can go dig for it. <laughs> go find it. Uh, Google I it. Will. Google it. Chuck Norris, net worth, tears, boom. During the break. Uh, Dave, this next story from Orlando, uh, Orlando Sentinel. Orlando Sentinel. So Julio Aguirre was uh, a 17-year-old. He was arrested on some pretty serious charges, uh, including attempted first-degree premeditated murder. Sort of serious. Jeez. Sort of serious. Uh, Now, I think I'm saying this right. Hamian? Hamian Rivera? Maybe? Okay. Uh, I'm I'm going to go with an H pronunciation of the J using a little Spanish there, maybe? I don't know. And then Isaiah Irons. These two men... Uh, they were shot at by Julio Aguirre, and one of them was actually hit. Uh, so after the altercation, they asked Hamian and Isaiah what went down. And they told the police that they were going to buy a pair of shoes from Julio. Hmm. Uh, but they weren't actually going to use real money uh, to buy the shoes. They went into the mall before they met up with Julio and purchased mm-hmm. some fake money from Spencer's. Wow. Oh, yeah. So they bought Spencer's fake money, which I I know in all the listeners' heads, they're like, wow, that's got to be some quality fake money. Yeah, 
It's mm-hmm. not. Nope. Like, I mean, it's so fake looking. Then, after right. the police went over the story a couple times, turns out Isaiah and Hamion uh, were not buying shoes. They were buying weed, hmm. right? They, oh. they, 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 they returned to the story several times. They're like, oh, you know what? It uh, turns out wasn't shoes. It was uh, weed. So that's what we were buying. So I got just a couple que- questions. I've got to imagine mm-hmm. these guys had barely even pulled this fake money out of their pocket before Julio was like, that's fake money. Like, there's yeah. no... <laughs> Notice it immediately. There's no way that they were... He was like, oh my God, look at these giant bills that are awesome. Okay, good stuff. And a million dollar bill. That's nice. Thank you for giving me the million dollars. That's great. Uh, <laughs> then, how did they actually think that the police, if they caught Julio, wouldn't bother asking Julio, so you guys were selling shoes? To these guys, like they not think that they were gonna get that deep into the investigation when they came up with the shoes idea, like right? Just you figure they're go- they're they're police. They're gonna dig a little deeper than that. Just just a little deeper. Dave, uh, this next story from CBS Channel Twenty One in Georgia. Uh, okay. So you know what a bad excuse for calling out of work is? Hmm. Mm. There's a lot of them, but I've got a pretty good one here. Having GI distress. Uh, Worse, just telling them that you're intoxicated. That's a bad excuse. Yeah, I wouldn't tell them that. (laughs) That's a bad excuse. So Kentarius at Steak and Shake on Thanksgiving night went with, hey, I'm intoxicated. That's what he went with. On Thanksgiving, he called the restaurant and was like, hey, I'm not coming into work tonight because I'm intoxicated. Then, later on that night, Kentarius, while still intoxicated, decided he'd go to work anyways. But not to actually work. Instead, he was going there to rob them. Wow. He did. So he went in and demanded money from his coworker and then held a gun to their head. And uh, I, I love this part of the story in the actual write-up of the story. It says, quote, Police say responding officers arrived to see employees running from the business, which had customers at the time. Wait, what? End quote. Mm. Which really just makes me imagine that there were people just sitting there in Steak and Shake while all this was happening. Like, yeah, you just know eating what? their food. Like, you know what? Couple burger and stuff. <laughs> like, you know what? Steak and Shake was a good idea on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Hey, what's going on in the back? I don't know. It looks like a guy's getting held up at gunpoint. Nothing major. Enjoy your fries and this delicious yeah, Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, just have your meal. milkshake. Like, yeah. when, when, the, when the cops came into the restaurant, Kentarius briefly held the gun at them. Jeez. But then, because of his uh, intoxication, dropped it. Uh, <laughs> oh. Rookie move. The police then used the stun gun on Contarius. Ah. Ooh. Ouch. Mm. Yeah. No Thanksgiving miracles for Contarius. No Thanksgiving miracles. Bad, <laughs> bad ending for it. Bad ending for it. Uh, Dave, last story from Rip from the Headlines here. Um, the story is from Tampa Bay Times. In okay. none, none other. Then our favorite, Pinellas County. Yes. 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 Uh, so apparently, 
Susan Strassmeyer, uh, she went to go pick her kids up at Azalea Middle School Monday last week. When she mm-hmm. went to pick up her kids, she found that her daughters were in a physical fight with multiple students. What? Dang. Now, I've got to ask you, Dave. As Susan, what do you think would happen in this story? A, she ran to tell resource officers about the school, or about the fight Mm -hmm. in the school. B, Mm -hmm. she intervened and tried to get her daughters away from the fight. Or C, she jumped in the fight herself, hitting one of the children in the back of the head several times with a taser gun. Hmm. You know, based on since the story made the news, mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess she jumped in on the fight. Boom! Boom! That's right. <laughs> now, oh gosh, to her, uh, I guess to her defense, she didn't actually use the taser gun. She just hit the mm-hmm. kid in the head with the taser gun. Like she didn't turn it on, so she was just knocking him in the back of the head with the actual blunt force of the taser gun. Mm. So, (laughs) um, nonetheless, she was arrested on charges of child abuse. So, you know, you know, I mean, oh boy, it's, uh, it's, it's not fair when the people you're fighting come up to like your navel. That's not, yeah, it's not, it's not fair. Uh, Dave, not a good fight. We are going to take a break. We are going to hear from Drake Freeman with his song, Noxabee County Revival, right here on the Doc Making G Show. Moonlight sky Underneath her blue eye And on the banks of a sugar creek Around the bend with the tumbleweed A spark of fire, a trail of love Pure and white like a morning dove And the floods came down to wash them away You can't fight a hurricane can't fight a hurricane
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Guys, you don't want to miss anything Mm. from the Doc G Show. Nope. Nope. We got years worth of episodes that you can go back on and put in the background noise Mm. and just forget about the rest of everything. That's right. Go to any place that you can download podcasts mm-hmm. and download the doc g show there it is and give us a five star rating boom the end and as you know go to the website there you go there you go and this the week check it out this week our interview coming up with drake freeman the whole video of the interview <laughs> in the studio is going to be up there it's fantastic he actually pretty cool little addition drake actually live uh, fed some of the uh, interview on his Instagram, but this is the real deal. Edited, awesome music. It just—it's so good. It's so good. I am—I'm giving it a five star right now. Uh, Dave, are you ready Better. to see who has been listening? Yes, sir. Okay, we gotta—you know—we've got so many regulars now. I gotta do—I gotta do a fast rundown of our regulars. Here we go. All right, you go. You go through. No, no breathing in between. Just spit it out. I give it a little breathing because I want to get my shout out noise in there. But aside from that, okay. we'll 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 okay. run down fast. Jacksonville, Florida, shout out. Shout out. Columbia, South Carolina, shout out. Shout out. Radford, Virginia, shout out. Shout out. Kenner, Louisiana, shout out. Shout of course, out. Mozambique. Shout out. Shout out. Du- oh, yeah. Dublin, Ireland. Shout out. Shout out. Genoa, Italy. Shout out. Shout Charleston, out. South Carolina. Shout out. Shout Charlotte, out. North Carolina. Shout out. Shout Ashburn, out. Virginia. Shout out. That's all of our regulars, Dave. All those folks. Thank you. Dang. Thank you so, so much. So many people. Thank y'all. Around the world, around the country. They're Doc G lovers. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, I'm so sorry. I almost forgot one. Citrus Heights, what did California. You do? Shout, Shout out. out. Regulars. Boom. Almost forgot our, we go. our California connection. Okay, semi regulars. Here we go. Mountain View, California. Shout out. Shout out. Boca Raton, Florida. Shout out. Shout out. Fort Lauderdale. Shout out. Shout out. Tampa, Florida. Shout out. Gainesville, Florida. Shout out. Dungeon, Florida. Shout out. Got a lot of uh, semi-regulars in our in our in our home state, Dave. That's what I like to see, guys. Yeah, getting getting those semi-regulars. Bump it up, guys. Bump it up to the regulars every week. That's what we want to hear. Bump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Those rookie numbers. Amen, Dave. Amen. Lastly, here we go. Let's welcome welcoming arms our newcomers here we go come on boys first of all rotterdam netherlands yeah yeah exciting rotterdam like it here we go brunswick australia yes yes exactly and then one from the united kingdom stoke newington england yes stoke to have them oh there you go there you go, Dave. <laughs> Nicely done. In fact, thank you to everyone for the fantastic listen. Yeah, we thanks, guys. Appreciate Couldn't it. Couldn't do it without you. Okay, Dave, it's time, I think, for you to fail at another uh, birthday suit. Again, like I said. Wait, I'm ready to fail. Okay, here we go. Born on December 11th, 1943 in Aurora, Colorado. 
Her birthday suit wearer moved around a great deal because of his dad being in the military and because of the wealth of some of his uh, more distant family members on his mother's side, he was able to go to elite boarding schools. After boarding school, he ended up going to Yale, where he majored in political science. In 1966, wow. he enlisted in the Naval Reserve. He operated a swift boat in Vietnam, in South Vietnam, and uh, his boat was attacked several times, in which he earned a Purple Heart, a Silver Star, and a Bronze Star as well. Jeez. After returning from the war, he actually joined the group Vietnam Veterans Against the War. In 1982, he became Lieutenant Governor of Massachusetts, and in 1984, he became a U.S. Senator from Massachusetts. He ran for president in 2004 against George W. Bush, didn't win the election. In 2013, President Obama made him Secretary of State. Name that birthday suit wearer. Hmm. Dude, I have no idea who it is, but he sounds like a very important dude. He's pretty decorated. He's got a lot of things. He's been around. John Kerry. John Kerry. Have you heard that name, Dave? John Kerry. And so he was secretary secretary of state. He was a senator for about twenty years. He uh, Dang it. won several several, like I said, military awards while in Vietnam. Uh, yeah, decorated guy that John Kerry. Now he's really well, happy birthday, John. He's really been fighting uh, the climate issue. He's starting an initiative called World War Zero. Talking about the okay. the climate, the 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 climate challenge in front of us. He's trying to bring big names in the in politics and in the world uh, to the young folks that are concerned about the environment. Bringing together the baby boomers and the Generation Zs, if you will. That's what he's trying. Goodness That's gracious, is there anything this guy can't do? He's doing a lot. He's doing a lot. But happy birthday to John Kerry turning the big 7-6. Seven, 7-6. Six. Seven, six. Definitely. 7-6. Seven, happy birthday, sir. Okay. David, it's, it's time to go on to which I found to be a pretty good segment. I was pretty happy with this segment. Word. Interesting point, or who the cares? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, listeners who didn't catch this the last time, this is an old segment we used to use just for sports. I have converted it to just updates in the world. And I tell Dave about an update. I give him a teasing, tantalizing tidbit, and he tells me, ooh, interesting point. I'd like to know more. Or, who the cares? Move on. And you, the listener, will have to go find that yourself. If you want to know more about that, I'm sorry. Yeah, if, if it's something you care about and I don't, you're gonna have you're gonna have to. You are at Dave's whim, at his fancy, Word. whatever he wants to hear about. Okay, here we go, Dave. First one. Okay. One in five kids are now pre-diabetic. Interesting point. Who the cares? Hmm. Um, I'm gonna say who the cares. I think it's pretty yeah. um self-explanatory in 20. 19 I figured I figured that's what I was thinking a little bit too. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Gut bacteria could make you less anxious. Hmm. Yeah, we'll 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 hear about this. Oh, nice. I'm interested. Nice. So, in a recent study, participants that took a probiotic found an improvement in their anxiety symptoms. 
Yes. The authors mentioned that proteins produced by the human microbiome can interfere with normal human body processes. Uh, studies have shown that proteins associated with the human microbiome have played a role in type 1 diabetes, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, and degenerative neurological diseases. They were also quick to point out that there are over one kilograms or one, I guess, up to one kilogram of bacteria in the adult digestive tract. One kilogram. Jeez. Yeah. In many disease states, the bacteria in the gut far less diverse than in a healthy individual. So they think it can lead to these neurological stress symptoms and anxiety. There you go. There you go. There we go. Healthy gut bacteria, folks. Keep it keep it clean in that gut of yours. Keep it good bacteria. I keep it, I keep it dirty. Oh. Word. Oh. Dave. Interesting point of care. Seagulls don't like it when you stare at them. Wait, what? <laughs> That's kind of interesting. I'll t- let's hear more. <laughs> okay. All right. So new research uh, shows from England here if that you stare at seagulls. They will not steal your food or take much longer to steal your food. So researchers at the University of Exeter found that when the bird was being stared at, it took 21 seconds longer for the bird to approach a bag of chips than when the person was looking away. Hmm. Yeah. So. Interesting. So I guess that was statistically significant. Yes. So as a deterrent to seagulls, the researcher said, stare at them, which I mean, you know. That's very helpful for our Florida (laughs) residents. I'm I'm not trying to belittle their research, but I feel like I could have told you that. You're about to. I'm pretty pretty confident almost any animal is going to be weirded out if you just stare at them. I'm pretty sure. Well, and that's, you know, with like dogs, for example, it's always when you turn their back is when, when you turn your back to them is when they do something bad. Yeah. When you're watching a dog. They they know you're looking at them. yeah like they have that sense yeah I'm so I'm pretty sure the only animal that wouldn't be weirded out if you stared at them would like be a panda and that's just because they mm-hmm. gave up about caring about anything for a long time it's like that uncle I of, could see that it's like that uncle of yours that doesn't put on pants to go to the store and like whatever that's a fact I mean that's the exact look that a panda has when they're leaning against a tree eating bamboo like eh, who cares. Yeah, is that <laughs> is that human looking at us? I don't care. It's fine. Who cares? Whatever. Let's eat more. Okay, here we go. Next interesting or who the point? Here we go. Mm-hmm. The dotted humming frog is friends with the Colombian lesserback tarantula. They're buddies. Oh God. Word. Oh jeez, I I really don't want to talk about any tarantulas. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So you're going. Who cares? Cares. It's pretty cool. I'll tell the listeners, go and look at it. It's weird. It is weird. Yeah. Okay. That's too weird for me. Here we go. Next one. A pregnant baby was born. Wait, what? Pregnant baby? Yeah. I need to hear more. Okay. So apparently this is an actual thing that happens. It's a one in every about 500,000 births, but it happens. Really? Yeah. And I got to be honest, I thought it would be less than that. Five hundred, one in five hundred thousand actually seems like a pretty high rate. But anyways, yeah. This past February, Monica Vega went to the doctors, and when they did the ultrasound, they found that her baby had another tiny fetus growing inside of it. Jeez. 
So wow. the fetus inside the baby was actually the twin of her baby. Sadly, Whoa. yeah, sadly, the baby growing inside uh, the baby had no limbs and no brain, oh. so it did not survive. Oh. At the end of the story, I got the story from uh, to, um, todaysparent.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They say, literally, this is their quote, really cool, comma, if a bit sad, birth story. Wait, what? End quote. Yeah, it's very sad. Yeah, I would say mostly sad today's parent. Like, I don't think that this girl that that survived is going to be like, hey, you know what was really cool? So um, I was pregnant when I was born, and my baby totally died. Pretty awesome, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't see anybody doing that as a pretty cool, if a bit sad birth story. Don't see it. Nope. nope. Just saying today's parent. Okay, last one. Here we go. Last one as far as interesting point. Five out of six days a year, Americans wake up in a bad mood. Hmm. Eh, who cares? All right, there it is. You heard it, folks. If you want to go, you got to check out the survey about Americans waking up in a bad mood. Apparently Dave did. That's why I didn't want to hear that one. There you go. Yep, I'm already living it. There it is. There it is. Okay, guys, we are going to take a break. We will be back with none other than Hall, Drake Freeman, and Trey Binkley right here in the studio on the Doc G Show. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Welcome to the show, everybody. We are lucky to have two guests in the studio today. None other. Mr. Drake Freeman and Trey Binkley of Hall. Like Yeehaw. Yeehaw. I like it. I like it. Guys, how's it going? It's going, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Another fantastic day in the neighborhood. Here in paradise, sunny, warm Florida. I love it, man. I love it. I did not know. I will say in advance, Trey, I didn't know you were coming. So I have mainly questions for Drake. But feel free to jump in anytime you want. Yeah. I'll just let him be the responsible one. Yep. <laughs> sounds good. That sounds, you'll have, he'll have to answer the questions about his answers. Can't say it. something stupid if you don't talk. <laughs> so true. <laughs> That's very true. Very true. Uh, Drake, I heard you have been playing music since you were four. Mm. Yep. I uh, first started taking lessons when I was four, a piano, classical, book one, book two, and that got really old really fast. <laughs> um, you know, you can imagine the attention span of a little kid. Of a four-year-old. Of a four-year-old as it is. Yeah. Um, and then trying to get them to, like, go, you know, in a consecutive order of this, 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 when yeah. in my mind I wanted to go here, then maybe go over there, then maybe take a day off, and then... Well, I so, think I could so, tie my shoes at four. I don't know about playing anything. I definitely could not play music at four. Oh, man, you're better than me. I still don't tie my shoes. <laughs> I'm a slip-on guy. I sang Jesus Loves Me in church when I was four. Yeah, that works. <laughs> that's something musical. I didn't do anything musical, I don't think, at four. So that's that's impressive, man. That's impressive. Now, when do you remember when you were a kid as far as like the first artist that you remember being like, wow? Yeah, um, ironically enough, it's the Beatles. Of all bands, um, I saw like one of those tribute 
like cover bands mm-hmm. of the Beatles. Yeah. But as a little kid, I didn't know that the half of the Beatles weren't yeah. alive. So I thought I saw the Beatles. Sweet. When I was like a little kid. And I don't remember where it was or the whole details, but like I can remember that and I was like, that is so cool. And I was always like drawn to people playing music and like um, my grandmother had a piano in her house. So it's kind of like I've always been drawn to it, but the Beatles would probably be like the first band. I was like, these guys, that's what's up. It may not surprise you, but the there's a large majority of folks on my show that have said that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they I, I mean, they they wrote the book for like what rock and roll is and what songwriting is and pop music and like they were really uh now that i've gone back and done more studying like you don't even have to really know music to know how good they are yeah yeah which is amazing my thing always with the beatles that like always surprises me is whenever i hear john lennon or paul mccartney talk about their inspirations and they were like oh man we were so inspired by the blues and here's all our blues and i'm like you guys didn't really sound like that starting out like where did that like i mean they came out obviously they sounded good but you're like that's it's not t-bone walker in there like i don't like aside from a couple of the same notes that's about all you got yeah they got bluesier as they went on a little bit later in those those albums uh speaking of uh, music in general you play all kinds of instruments um and i noticed one on the list there the viola yeah uh, when and how did you start playing the viola so it's funny that you brought this up because i was just having a conversation about me playing the viola on thanksgiving um i was thrown into it um <laughs> because the middle school that i went to you're required to take one year of a fine art mm-hmm. well my sister who's a few years older than me decided when she was in middle school she wanted to be an orchestra and play the viola my wonderful wonderful parents decided to purchase a viola instead of renting and that's expensive instrument right so, there. so yeah well so the invest investment need to needed to last <laughs> Listen, six somebody, to eight six to eight years somebody quit you're up yeah so i was next in line and um, I, I only played it for those three years, and I haven't touched one since I was in eighth grade. Oh, okay. Um, so it's not something that I... I mean, I'm sure if I grabbed it again, I could get back into the swing of things. I still have the knowledge of like how the instrument yeah. works, but I haven't played it in now, I don't know, eight eight years, nine years. Don't I don't know. expect any Eleanor Rigby covers. Yeah, <laughs> don't expect anything too, too fancy. With that... That answers my next question. I was going to ask if you ever break it out. Like, all right, here comes the next song, you guys. No, Viola but I, time. I should. I should. That would that would really uh, Throw for get, a loop. get some attention. You know, it's a, it, once it gets a little stale, you're like, I feel like we need to spice it up, guys. I feel like Viola's coming out. I like you're going playing Texas, you got to have a Viola in the band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a little remix. Remix to the original, but it works. It's the Hall remix. Yeah. Uh, now you got you started out the the Drake Freeman band. Yeah. Uh, you had uh, you and Tyler and uh, Nathan, yep. Thomas and Jake. Yep. Uh, how long was it before you converted to the trio, and then and then to the? Hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. So it really we were a band, and then we played like one show and then we just kind of never we were still in high school and whatever you know things yeah yeah high school students 
So really the trio of me, Thomas, the drummer, and... Um, Who's in law school now? He's a lawyer. Wow. Um, so He already know, graduated? Not yet. Okay. He graduates, I think, in about a year. So Thomas Haswell, if anybody ever gets in legal trouble, call him. <laughs> Tell well, him I sent a, you. If you need a drummer, call him too. That's but exactly. so me, him, and Jake started playing as a trio, just the Drake Freeman trio. Um, and I got us a gig at a little bit of a bigger place, mm-hmm. and was like, man, like maybe we need a full band. So Nathan, who had played with us, and him and I had been friends since elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, I called him, and Tyler is actually my girlfriend. So, she uh, she got a free pass into the band. Wait, what? She didn't have to audition or anything. I feel like that's a slight on her right now. I feel she's just slide. like, what? I didn't have to audition. I'll audition if I have to. No, she didn't have to audition. Uh, she was uh, she was already kind of in the band anyway. She was always hanging around at practice, and she knew the set. She knew the songs. She knew how we did the songs, and it was really nice for me, um, kind of similar to how Hall is now. It's really nice for me to not have to sing for the whole three-hour show. Oh, yeah. You know, like, because even now, still, we're still picking up these cover-style gigs where we might be playing, like, two, three hours, and it's not bad. I can do it, but when you do it four or five nights in a row, so having another vocalist in the band was great, and over time, Jake started to sing, and uh, so that's how we developed the band. Did that through the end of high school, a couple years of college, and we met in college, and... Um, that's when we started playing together, and Nathan was my lead guitar player, and he goes to LSU now. Oh, okay. Um, so he moved to Baton He's a tiger. Rouge. All right. He is a tiger. It was a good day for him yesterday. But Trey and I met in college, and uh, I you know, was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to find a guy that can rip. You know, like Nathan. Like Nathan was one of these guys, like, never had to practice, just shreds. So Trey and I met, and, like, first time we met, we started talking about Blackberry Smoke. And I was like, oh, all right, he's my friend. It's over. <laughs> I, don't, I, was, I was like, honestly, don't even care. He can like, you know, like pop music, any kind of random pop artist that I don't like. After, after Blackberry Smoke. As long as like, I know he likes Blackberry Smoke, I was like, okay. Yeah, a mutual friend uh, told me Drake was playing at this place in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And I went out to watch him, and he covered like a lot of the same stuff at his solo gig that I do at my solo gigs. And so I was like, oh, shoot, I need to be buddies with this guy. <laughs> It's funny how that works. It would have thrown it for a curve if you would have been like, I like Blackberry Smoke and Barbie Girl, the song by Aqua. It's my biggest jam. What? Wait, hold on. Sweet. You're like, I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. How do you sure. how do you perform that one live? Um, so now since you started uh performing, you you've had three EPs. Yeah, the the first one I released um was just the first group of songs that I had, um, it's not well. It's not out on any major platforms. You might be able to find it on a deep dive on the internet. You gotta but, go. You gotta go deep. But the other two projects I have out, Hurricane and Four Years, those are out on all platforms. Oh, yeah. And um, a lot of that stuff was co-written with Trey, and Trey played on um, a handful of those, about half of those songs. So um, that's been fun, and it's you know like. I was just trying to get some songs out so that, you know, when I played these original shows, people would know the songs, and if they liked them, they could go, you know, listen to them again and stuff, so, um, we've done three EPs, but my next, you know, bucket list is an album. Nice. Never put out a full album, and, you know, I'm just, it, it's an itch, you know, it's like, man, like, 
an album. Everybody talks about the albums, oh, yeah. you know. And so we'll put it on the wall. The man. wall. And we'll put it on the wall. It'll be awesome. That's right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Talk about the album here in a little bit. Uh, but let's. Uh, you guys want to play a song off of that most recent EP? Yeah. You want to do uh, "Devil in the Deep Blue Sea"? Oh yeah. All right. That's, uh, first one we wrote together. All right. This is the first one I heard actually. dark highway to the end of all my dreams I hung my own cross and prayed for the light to gleam I ate forbidden fruit and I paid the price I sold my soul a worthless sacrifice Your love is like cheap alcohol It can do what it wants I feel like I'm in a dream But the nightmare always haunts You pull me in with your tempting charm Tell me to eat from the tree and now I gotta make the choice between the devil and the deep blue sea. My own mistakes are tattooed across my face. They're really the scars that I can't replace. Being alone could never change the past With a fighting love, it'll be my old fast Your love is like cheap alcohol It can do what it wants I feel like in a dream but the nightmare always haunts you pull me in with your tempting charm tell me to eat from the tree and now i gotta make the choice between the devil and the deep blue sea whoa, whoa.
love is like cheap alcohol It can do what it wants I feel like I'm in a dream But the nightmare always haunts You pull me in with your tempting charm Tell me to eat from the tree And now I gotta make the choice Between the devil and the deep blue sea Between the devil and the deep blue sea Between the devil and the deep blue sea Very nice. Very nice. Good job, guys. Thank you. Enjoyable, man. I, that I one feel, is available on the internet. I feel like we should have a an audience to clap here. Now I feel underprepared. Can't, can't just uh, get some of that like canned applause. Oh, don't worry. We'll put it in. We'll put, put it, it in. It. We'll put it in right now. Guns and Roses. Yeah, Guns and Roses. Their first uh, EP that they ever put out. That's that's all fake applause. GNR lies. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Oh no no live live like a suicide. That, oh. that no yeah not lies live. They yeah like live first, live uh, like a suicide. It's it's a live record, but it, it's actually like recorded. Uh, I don't remember like Sound City. Or they did something. that on uh, Elton John. Uh, really, Benny and the Jets. Oh, that's, that's fake. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. Whoa. People are clapping. Yeah, down. exactly. And they did, you know, they did off the beat clapping so that it would sound like people who don't know how to keep rhythm. Keep rhythm. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah, man, blow your mind. Got got to do some live fake live stuff. Uh, so that was off the most recent EP. Yep. And I noticed back in September you were you were out touring promoting that. Touring, uh, touring yeah. with your bud. We'll get there in a little bit. I also noticed you got a tattoo commemorating yes. that uh, that tour. Yes, I did. Was that um, your? Is that your first hat? It is my first hat. It is not my last, but <laughs> it is definitely my first one. And nice. um, I decided after that one that I'm not ever going to get a tattoo wherever I live. Mm. I'm just always going to get one whenever I'm somewhere else. You got Yeah, it's got to be experience. Because now tour. I've started something. Yeah. With the first one, and it's kind of like, well, if I don't follow it up with something, it's like, like with a collection. Equally good story, yeah. I like it. So oh. that was uh, that was fun. That um, where'd you get it? Carlsbad, New Mexico. Carlsbad at the nice. Hog Fest. That's nice. That's a that's a good story, right? It there. was rocking, and it was really cool because the guy who did the the tattoo was from Tennessee. His his shop was out in Memphis. Um, you know, which is only about two and a half, three hours from us. So, like, it was kind of cool that it was still like a Tennessee guy, little hometown, but a sort little of. Not. But we were way far away. Yeah. So it was cool. It was a lot of fun. But um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited to get another one. I would I would suggest going with the easy art like letters if you if you don't know the artist. Yeah. If you guys don't know, I I do have a, a band around my arm. I yeah. have a post about it if you want to see. Yeah. It's just Roman numerals and it was easy and yeah. I didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. Because I didn't know this guy. You know? Yeah. It was, like, was kind of... I've seen some bad situations where a person gets a tattoo, they're looking for it, but they just didn't look at the artist and then they finish and they're like, 
What the hell just got on yeah. my arm? Like, well, one one of the buddies, he might still be on here. Uh, Chapin Leatherwood. We got our tattoos together. I made him go first. So <laughs> it wasn't his first. It was probably his like twenty. So you could jump in afterwards. Be like, but, you know what? Yeah, that didn't look good. I was okay. like, no. I was like, dude. I was like, dude. You go first, man. Chap's got so many. He's like, ah, if it looks stupid, uh, they he's, won't yeah, notice for the other ones. <laughs> I remember on the first one that I got, my friend, we were going to get them together at Miami Inc. And my friend was like, all right, let's go get them. And we went out over there, and Miami Inc.'s only a uh, uh, no appointments. It's walk-ins only. And so we walk in, and they're like, it's going to be like seven hours today, guys. We might not get to you. And I was just like, all right, well, I'll wait. Because, like, you know, I'd seen all those artists, and I was like, they're good. And my friend was like, dude, I want to get it today. And I was like, yeah, but they're not going to do it today. He's like, hey, we can go somewhere else. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going somewhere else. We like go down the street. There's just this random tattoo shop on Miami, uh, in Miami Beach. And he's like, let's go here. And I was like, I'll watch you get one there. And I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, if Chris is listening, Chris knows it's not his best tattoo. It's not his best tattoo. And afterwards, he was like, eh, it's good enough. I was like, oh, okay. That works. Yeah, that's the place you... for forever. Yeah. That's like the place you walk by, and it doesn't say anything on the door except tattoo, and there's a couple letters missing. Yeah. And you're like, perfect. Go in there. Well, he didn't know the specifics either of like, if you're doing a tattoo, you can't go too detailed in a small area or then it's going to bleed through so they're going to have to cut things out and like so he had this really detailed really little circle that he wanted here and by the end it was like just like a, a stick figure in there he's like that's that's all i can fit in there and he's like okay that works and i was so i mean you know just it, it's good you already you didn't fall to that you didn't fall victim to that problem i like it no. I like it. Well, let's uh, let's let's talk about that actual tour there, because I was noticing you uh, you toured with Hayden Kaufman, and it seems like you Hayden and uh, and Chandler, you guys really gelled uh, doing some songwriting together. That's yeah, right. So Chandler and Hayden initially met each other, and they became friends mm-hmm. um, first, and had been writing and, and hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they found each other just through Instagram. And um, Chandler was um, hanging out and writing with him and had asked Trey and I to to write with him if we were interested. And so there was a day that I was free and um, went and met Hayden um, at RCA. That's where he does a lot of his recording in Nashville and uh, wrote with him and just kind of hit it off. Uh, not just musically, like uh, hit it off, you know, just as friends. And he's a really cool, cool guy. Like, yeah. um, you know, nice guy, like. Uh, great voice, great singer. He's a Vols fan, so we're homies. He's a Tennessee fan, so he's uh, so we met Hayden, and uh, man, he's killing it. He's got three songs out now, um, three singles out, all done through through RCA, and um, yeah, they're killing it. So now you you co-wrote, yeah. So two of the songs that are out, um, last first date, yeah. and here to drink, were two songs that I co-wrote, yeah. and then um, his next single was a song. That just him and I wrote together called Tennessee. Nice, and it comes out in I, January. I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, you're playing so that. that's nice. that song. Um, go check it out. Tennessee on my Instagram page comes out January 10th. Nice, very nice. Well, I'm I, I will be honest. I'm a little sad that Chandler cut his hair. I know, like you know, what I believe is 
I think he finally came to the realization there could only be one good-looking, long, blonde-haired guy <laughs> kind of in our group of friends. And I think, you know, he was really weighing out that decision. was like, all right, is it going to be me or is it going to be Drake? And I think he just decided that. No, 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 no. You guys, you guys can have all long hair. I, I, I His hair looked way better than mine. I felt like when, when he cut his hair, I felt like one of you guys should have showed up on your guitar written, friends don't let friends cut each other's hair, hair. like, like Meta- like Allison Chains did to Metallica when they cut their hair because I saw it, I was like no no eventually he grew back the mustache at least which yeah, I was he grew like back, he did grow back the stash and I love it well when he first cut it too he kind of had like the like kind of the Bradley Cooper uh, Star is Born yeah, thing and yeah, I was kind of like oh okay he's like yeah trying then, to he, be then, mysterious. then he just went short yeah. and he uh he has the clean cut, but he got the mustache back. So he's, I have a feeling it's it's gonna grow back out. Yeah. Well, most people that I mean, I had long hair in, in high school. I grew it out to like about my shoulders and cut it sh- really short and yeah. then grew it back out. So yeah, you can't. You get that's it's, the exact you same know, thing. I, I mean, did. you're a long haired guy. You know, once I've had it for. <laughs> 15 years man i can't it's just so much easier it's so much easier you don't have to like you wake up if you feel like you put a hat on or you put it back in a ponytail that's it and you forget about it like when it's short people think that's easier and they gotta well, style it style and put product in it and you might have a cowlick yeah and this and that. It's like, oh, no my no it's just way easier to have long hair and then you can be a true rocker it's hard to it's hard to feel even if you can be I mean there are plenty of rockers without long hair but it's hard to feel like one because you don't you have can just whip your hair yeah the hair people go crazy because it's like oh exactly rock and, roll. And, well, and they they automatically point you out when you walk in they're like well that's got to be a rocker there's the band got long, yeah oh, exactly I, how many times have people said oh are you guys musicians yeah. oh are you in a band yeah like, like oh what gave it away normally when we walk into the bar the first thing they're like oh so you're the band tonight. And it's like, what gave it away? Long hair, the cowboy hat. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see that. That works. That works, though. I just feel like he'll he'll get it back. I'm not I'm not too worried. He'll get it back. Uh, well, the other collaboration you have, obviously. Yeah, you're looking at it. This is hard. So, yeah. when did you guys decide? To, to sort of collaborate on this this hall? Well, I mean, we'd been playing together since our freshman year of college. We'd been, like, writing and jamming, and then we moved in together our sophomore year of college, and uh, I started out playing bass for Drake, right, actually, right. when we were doing, like, a three-piece thing, and then eventually he was like, dude, like, you're a lead guitar player. I'll switch to bass, and I was like, all right, lit. I like playing <laughs> guitar better, and I'm better at it than <laughs> bass. And so we switched, and he's a way better bass player than I am. So it works out, and like we, some people have the rhythm, man. Some people, dude. Well, I, I wasn't. I was okay at bass. Like I could hold my own, but playing and gigging, I would call myself a bass player now. Like I just, you, you have to. Like there's only three of us. So if he's playing a solo, I have to fill up all the other space with a drummer. You know, so it was fun, but we played together for years but Haw was a decision over the summer yeah we finally just decided because like initially i was just you know as bassist then as guitarist but we co-wrote a lot together and anytime i had a gig where i needed like bass or like harmonies or whatever drake was my guy anytime he needed guitar i was his guy and then when we do these gigs together like if it was my gig he'd sing a few if it was his gig i would sing a few so It's like, well, why don't we just make it a band if we're gonna be playing every gig together anyway? <laughs> and just combine, you know, combine the stuff because yeah. coming back to what I was saying, like now we can just kind of split the singing. Yeah, fifty-fifty. It helps on your voice, saving your voice when we sometimes sing 
four, five, six nights in a row. You know, oh, yeah. it, it'll get to you. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, with the seasons changing and for for us, you know, down here, I don't know, but up there, it's getting kind of cold. So. Uh, you get you get fluctuations down here. That's the problem. You get all kinds of humidity changes and like there's a front coming through right now, and you gotta. It's supposed to be cold tomorrow. It's supposed to like lows like 34. What? It's not Florida weather. Come on. Speaking of Hall, though, let's let's hear the newest single. Let's hear let's hear a minute. Yep. This uh this tune is the next uh, the newest single. I'm sorry. Uh, called Minute, and it is out everywhere. Please go listen to it. It would mean the world to us. She told me, take me to the party, and I'll take you to the show. Take me anywhere, then you can take me home. You hate to see me go. Love to watch me leave. I'm a handful of trouble and smelling like cheap perfume from a week old worn out magazine. I don't want to hear you whine. I don't want to see you cry. Just want some of your time. I said a minute without you is a minute I'll never get back. Time flies when you're having fun. Sometimes it just goes too fast And I love when you're alone with me Maybe that's where it's at Cause a minute without you Is a minute I'll never get back She told me come a little closer And I'll hold you through the night I can be an angel till your soul turns white I don't want something old don't need something new, don't give me any finest ball Broken or blue, well you Play the music slow with the lights down low Have another glass of wine, tell me what's on your mind Just want some of your time I said a minute without you Is a minute I'll never get back Time flies when you're having fun Sometimes it just goes too fast And I love when you're alone with me Maybe that's where it's at Cause a minute without you Is a minute I'll never get back Stay a little longer, there's no need for you to leave I feel it when you kiss me in a burning fever Your keys by the door, your shoes on the rug Calling from the bedroom cause I'm feeling like you're up Do no good when I'm not around Have another glass of wine, tell me what's on your mind Just want some of your time I said a minute without you Is a minute I'll never get back Time flies when you're having fun Sometimes it just goes too fast And I love when you're alone with me Maybe that's where it's at Cause a minute without you Is a minute I'll never get back it's a minute I'll never get back It's a minute I'll never get back Woo! 
Nice. Thank you. It's got such a good feel to that song. I love it's that. It's a feel. good like yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's it's sort of it's sort of uh, like Steve Millery, uh, sort of. I forget who else I was thinking of last night when I was listening to it. It's another '70s band that I was like, I get I get this vibe, especially like when you because there's like this release when you go into the course, right? Just like it's, this. Yeah, yeah. It drops to that. Kind Dude, of like I'm hat, so hat. glad you said Steve Miller because it's like one of our favorite bands. Yeah, we we always say that that's like one of the most underrated rock bands of all time because like everyone hypes up you know zeppelin beatles stones all that and i love them but like dude steve miller bands got hits for days when you when you get their greatest hits i remember the first time i got their greatest hits album and i was just like so true every single song on this album is awesome and then you go back and you find the deep cuts and you're like man well and like almost every song's like around like three minutes like it's like don't boris get to the chorus Mm -hmm. type stuff you know like he's just it's straightforward Verse, chorus, verse, chorus, guitar, solo, verse, chorus, get the heck out. Well, and you can <laughs> see their their different feels throughout the the years, you know, right. the fly like an eagle years, and like the more funky years, what? and like. Well, then you got to like the jungle love, yeah, you know, well, and like swing town, it, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, one of their first records, I think it's out of like '69. He's he's playing as Chuck Berry's backing, band. yeah. Which is just insane. Like. Yeah. It's a, a very underrated band. That's what I was getting. That but thank you for saying Steve Miller. Most people would go for the very easy, like, oh, it sounds like Skinnerd. Yeah, you, know, yeah, right? you got a little... Which like, it has some Skinnerd in it, like, but you know, I appreciate the Steve Miller well, because it's like, we, that's who we really love. I guess I could see it like a, 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 a Call Me the Breeze. Sure. Sort of like that, like, sort of like that feel, you know. Where it's got that kind of blues Yeah, thing well, it's got a good shuffle. move to it, yeah. As far as bands that, like, we've covered before, I think we've probably covered as much Steve Miller as anybody. Like, they're, they're one of the go-tos. Oh, it's... Love them. I think they're also one of those bands that people love and they don't know they love. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, they yeah. hear the song, they're oh, like, "Ah, yeah. oh, it's an awesome song." Who is it? And you're like Steve Miller band. They're like, "Who?" Like you know, because yeah, like, it's like very rare. Like we're at a show and we like go into a Steve Miller song and people are like, "What?" what? Yeah, what? most people are like, "Yeah, Steve Miller." Yeah, when, know, or like even if they don't know it's Steve Miller, they like, start oh, singing song, the lyrics. Like, oh. Yeah, my dad swears up and down to this day that Steve Miller is the best concert he's ever seen because nice. Vince Neil from Motley Crue was supposed to open for him yeah. when he saw him, and Vince had like throat problems. With Sounds sick. about right. So he was probably like hammered. <laughs> yeah, he was probably drinking. <laughs> So Steve played both sets. He played like Vince's time slot and his time Man. slot. So like four or five hours straight of just Steve Miller. Then you could do it. Like that's the great thing about it. He could, could do, do it, it and still have songs left over. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of you guys, you guys released your your song just a little, just about a month ago? One month ago today, if you want to think of it, November the 1st. Month anniversary of, of uh, in Columbia. Yep, Columbia, South Carolina. Um, at Breakers. At Breakers. That's a spot we like play about twice a year. Nice. Um, and we've started to kind of build some fans. So um, we had that on the books, and I was like, man, that would just be a perfect place to do. Okay, like, I, was, I was wondering how you got there, man. I, um, I lived in South Car- in Columbia for, for eight years. Did you go to Breakers? Home of the Cox, man. I went to Breakers all the time. All the time. Yeah. They just get wild out they there. They just have it's, a good time. and crowd. Five Points is is a fun crowd, and if you go there during a big event, if you go there during uh, St. Patrick's Day or Halloween, or oh man, it is it is nuts. It That's is nuts. right. Well, and we we wanted to pick a we played on a Friday because we didn't want to interfere with like any football mm. on Saturday. Yeah, you know, because like going to a college town in SEC football, you know. 
If they if they lose, it's going to be a bit of a downer. It's going to be lose, a, it'll be a bit of a downer, but they will drink just as much, if not more. That's a fact. But sometimes you got to be careful though if you book a gig that's after a game because like if they've been partying since 9 a.m., oh, they're they're a they're weak crowd. You're not playing till yeah. 9 p.m. Yeah, it's they're they're tuckered out at that. That, now this is just me thinking, but I when I was listening to you guys play and I was watching the the songs uh, that you played with Hayden, uh, I thought like you you guys and, and Chandler together could make some really like I feel like some some Eagles esque music. Oh yeah. Because like I feel the voices and all of you guys are good as far as guitar guitar wise. Like together, you've got like the you know you've got the Fry Henley Felder mix. You know that would be I I would like to see a song. That's just me. You but can be Joe Walsh. You, yeah. How you doing? Yeah. What? You, <laughs> let's say earlier Joe Walsh before. <laughs> Before the 30 years of uh, hard partying. But, yeah, so, you know, Eagles, Pure Prairie League, uh, Poco, that yes. kind of that kind of great. You guys all have good voices, all sound so good together, man. Um, so let's go back to the solo work. You, like we said, you released the two uh, EPs recently, Hurricane, yeah. uh, four years, uh, and you said you want to work on new LP. Um, yeah, that would be the goal. So now, how close do you think you are? Uh, maybe a few years out, because right now, um, the priority is kind of the band. We've got a song, and we're actually going to spend this month, uh, finishing, um, an album for the band. Nice. Um, release a few more singles, and, um, I think we're actually going to play one of those singles. Oh, maybe, nice. So, um, release a few more, and then have an album with the band, so maybe a couple years down the road. Cause, okay. You know, So, like, priority is Hall, right? My now. priority right now for me is Hall, because, you know, like... Drake Freeman, I've been doing that for six years now, yeah. you know, and I'm not, you know, anybody huge, but, you know, I've, I've developed that, uh, I don't know, brand, I've developed yeah. that kind of artist. It'll be and there. So, and it'll be there, and, you know, I still have people who go listen to my stuff, yeah. and I'm going to leave my music up. Yeah. Um, so I want to finish that project and then kind of see from there, you know, what, what happens, because, what happens, I mean, we both write a ton, so we have tons of, like, deep catalog stuff that we could go back and, and record and, and put out as a record for, like, a solo project. Um, How far do we think we're out as far as a, a Hall album? Oh, next year. Next year, yeah. Nice. Yeah, sometime next year. No, Probably the first, or the next single is going to be within the next month or two, and then another single we're gonna play the single game for a bit just because short attention spans are looking for yeah, yeah and we're a new we're a new band you know like we're not new in the sense of like we haven't been playing but to the internet we're a new band you yeah know? we only have one song out and about 500 instagram followers yeah. and we have played i don't know less than a dozen shows booked as hall you know yeah. so so it's like we really want to develop that and build that well that's where you start seeing those those rise making those concert appearances yep so and, and getting in more of those opportunities to like play with original bands and like support slots and stuff like that yeah. um because i think that's really like where you start to go from where we are to that next level is oh, yeah. like when you get into the communities of oh yeah that little bands like you were saying like with black blackberry smoke mm -hmm. and uh with the vagabonds and like all those other bands oh yeah getting those, um, like opening gigs and you know stuff, and getting in those little communities i think it's like the next thing yeah. uh 
But to get there, we need some more music out. Nice. And well, album. now, now is the the next album you guys are getting ready to release as Hall? Is that one of the ones you told me you're gonna play? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Can we can we hear that one? Yeah. I think it's gonna be the next one on the list. It's called Mean Women. I'll let you talk about it if you want. Yeah, this is a one I wrote with Chandler and then another friend James Austin. And nice. yeah. All right. Yeah, it's called Mean Women and it's about them. Main women mean too much to me Back and forth like a reckon ball swing I spend my money to smoke my grain Main women mean too much to me If they call, it won't ring I'm packing up and heading out of Tennessee Puppy bark ain't got no bite. I don't think she sees what she's done to me. She don't understand. I'm not through with her wish. I could get through to her, but I can't. Cause that cold, mean woman ain't got no heart. she ever do his nagging fuss I'm out of here I've had enough of this a main woman got me all suck up I'm all out of money and all out of luck I guess these main women just mean too much I don't think she sees what she's done to me she don't understand I'm not through with her wish I could get through to her But I can't Cause that cold mean woman done broke my heart Fantastic job, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I like it, man. Good feel. That's a fun one. I like that. Yeah. That was tough. That's high for me, but it's fun. <laughs> Everything's high that for was me after a... last night's gig. I don't know what I did to me, but I did something to me. <laughs> yeah, I can't, that, that part that I sing, I got to give credit to Chandler on that one. That's his part. That's the part he, he wrote for the song, and I just had to learn it. A little, bit, a little bit high for you. The guy's got a voice. He can belt. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> 
I like it, man. I like it. Uh, okay, so I got a couple. I, I got to get through these. I like these uh, non-music questions every now so and then. So true. Sure. So I got, I got one for you. Uh, I noticed you've got a lot of, uh, you wear a lot of Steelers gear. I do. I'm a Steelers fan. Now, growing up in Atlanta, doesn't seem like you would become a Steelers fan. Nope. Yeah. How well, did you become a Steelers fan? So um, my dad was... He moved all over the place. He was a military kid, but he finally settled down in Mississippi, and um, they don't have a team. My dad can't stand the Cowboys. So it was a free reign. And it was a free reign. Well, and, and at the time, Terry Bradshaw was at Louisiana Tech. Yeah. And they were kind of like, you know, the hot team. In yeah. That, you know, small town. And um, so when Terry Bradshaw got signed to the Steelers, my dad was like, man, I always liked him, followed him to the Steelers, and couple other ties to Pittsburgh but um really it's just my dad was a Steelers fan and when I was a little kid watching football my dad like would buy me Steelers jerseys and like when Roethlisberger got signed like when I was a little kid I mean I was I don't yeah know, five or he's six, been in there forever yeah. forever <laughs> my dad got me like a Roethlisberger jersey and so like um I never questioned it. Like, I never asked questions. I was like, oh, yeah, we just, like, when people said, who's your team? I'm like, oh, Steelers. I cheer for the Steelers. Wait, and it's kind of like, it just... Well, you know, now now it. that they're not dominating like they have in the past, it doesn't it doesn't look like people don't question you. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you were, like, Patriots, they'd be like, Word. Yeah, when I was a little kid, um, people questioned it a little bit more because yeah. they had two Super Bowls in less than four years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, and they were a dominant team, but after they lost uh to the Packers is as long as long in my opinion, they as were, long as there's a story behind somebody, you know, I don't like the fans that are like, "Oh yeah, they they I liked them from when I was like a kid." And that's their only like they don't have a the family member, they don't have like they didn't used to live in the years no. like Okay. Yeah, they're like I just picked them. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I can't. I can't accept that. But, but I will. I, I will say, and I always do tell people, like I'm a real fan. Like I watch the games. I'll cheer for them when they're terrible. I mean, oh, yeah. like thick I'm, and thin. Thick and thin. You know, because I don't like the negative true fans. You know, uh, Philly. Philly has a lot of negative true fans. Like yeah. I think that's what they're sort of known for. But it's just like when they're doing horrible. They're like, Boo! Get off! Then you're like, you're that. That's your team. What are yeah, you then doing? Yeah, then they do that when uh, what's his face on the on the baseball team, uh, oh. Bryce Harper. Oh yeah, they, they booed him. Oh yeah, but then when he hit a home run, they were like, "Oh yeah, like, he's okay. our guy. Okay, he's yeah. our guy." But uh, screw you, Bryce Harper's tough because, like, I mean, you know, nobody likes him. he left he left Washington and then they went to the World Series and you're like, "Ooh, that's got a sting." That's got to well, stay. he was holding them back. Well, that's what, like, everybody said the opposite, you know? Everybody's saying he's holding them back, or they're holding him back, and then he leaves, and they win a title, and they're like, ooh. They win a okay. title, and they weren't the number one seed. They exactly. Were seed, they were they way low. Beat, every team they beat was better than them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it, mm, yeah. you know, that's, I mean, that's a metaphor for life. <laughs> you know, just because you're, might not be the top dog doesn't mean you can't win. Not you can play higher than your seed. I like you it. You can always play higher than your seed. I like so it. Well, I, now I'm a, a huge foodie as well. Yeah. I love talking food with my guests, and uh, I've had a lot of guests actually from Atlanta and from from Nashville. And you spend a lot of time now in Nashville, and obviously you're from Atlanta. So if I were to ask you your go-to spot 
in Atlanta, and then your go-to spot in Nashville, what would they be? Hmm. Okay, Atlanta. I'm going to give you two kind of bougier places. Okay. Nicer places. That's fine. Um, but in Atlanta, there's a place called um, Dare Garden, mm. and it's a German restaurant. Mm. I've never um, been there. Like authentic German stuff. Like it's not like this Americanized like sausage and cheese. Yeah. And, like it's like real like home style stuff. Like you'll get a meal. Hmm. Awesome. Great nice. beer selection if you drink beer. Nice. Good selection. That would be my Atlanta recommendation. Mm-hmm. And it's not far from like Phillips Arena and the Tabernacle and venues. Okay. So it's great. Nashville, there's a place called the Urban Grub. Urban Grub. The cool thing about Urban Grub is they have a butcher shop in the back of the restaurant. So, like, whatever meat you get, it's, like, done. Real to deal. order. Yeah. Like, they have a shop, and they'll, like, cut it up and everything. And, like, you know, I mean, unless you get, like, one of those, like, aged yeah. steaks, it's going to be aged. But it's kind of cool and very fresh, and um, that's where... How is that? Day. How's that relative to Broadway? Where are we talking? Uh, how many times have you been to Nashville? Yeah, a good, a good okay. number. It's it's a little kind of, I guess, west. off the beaten yeah, path. Yeah, it's closer to Belmont University. Okay. So it's okay. Like more in the Midtown area nice. of, of Nashville. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, there's don't... another spot that's cheaper in Midtown. If you like pizza. Oh, that's what I was I was about to say. He's over here saying like these classy places. But my <laughs> Nashville pick is Two Boots. It's Two it's Boots. Po- that's right. By the slice. They've got a uh, one that's got Hattie B's hot chicken and Say what? and stuff on the pizza. It's amazing. Anything Hattie B's will make my yeah. my eyes perk up. That's oh man, I love them perk up water. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact too, and I bring this up with a lot of my guests. But some of my guests will come on, and I'll ask them that, and they'll just be like, "Cause you know they're musicians, and I guess they just don't care about food." But I I don't see how you can't care about food regardless of what you do. I'm like, come on, everybody it's needs food. food. Everybody needs food. But like some people come on, and I'll be like, "What's your you know wherever they're from? What's your favorite meal in Texas, whatever part?" And they're like. I don't know. I eat at home. I'm just like, what? God, you're ruining this, man. Well, I've had a couple too. They'll give me some just like complete chain place. I'm like, that's that's Hayden okay. Kaufman there. He's I'm, a chain guy. I'm like, is the TGI Fridays great in that town? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Is the manager awesome? Nice. Sweet. That works. I gotta try, and I've never tried these, so now I'm excited. Next time I go off to Nashville, I'm trying. Well, it's kind of like it's it's like. When people come to Nashville and they ask me what to do, mm-hmm. I would never tell people to go down to Broadway. Yeah. You know, it's like, dude, I live there. Yeah. I'm going to tell you if you want to actually have fun, you know, don't go to Broadway. It's, if, you've I, never been, if you've never been to Nashville, you got to see it. You got to see, see it. it. If you have, don't waste your time. There's so much other awesome stuff. Yeah. Like, it, it is a cool... It keeps expanding, man. Yeah, it, it is a cool town. Like, I, I personally don't like the idea of, like, living in that, like, downtown and all this and that, but Nashville, like... The idea of it growing to an extent is cool because it is going to open up opportunities for other like things to come. Oh, and yeah. people who might be local like us now, we want new stuff so that we have something to do that's not it's, touristy stuff. It's know? so crazy, man. Nashville now, like you go down to Broadway from where it was 10 years ago. And it's like I was uh, telling my, my friends in the band Lonely Highway who were in Nashville. They uh, they were they were on the show a little while back, and we were talking about it. And last year, eighty people per day moved to Nashville, and I was just like, "That's crazy! You got thousands and thousands of additional people." And it is like you go down to Broadway, you can go to any night of the week, and it's just packed. 
And like nowhere else in the country can you go in and just every single venue has got at least one band and usually two or three bands. And that was like the first time, one of the first times that I actually went in one of the venues to see those guys. And because like every other time I just sort of drove through and never like, and like, they're like, oh yeah, we're at, at such and such. I forget where they were. Uh, and I go in and like I went in like the first, first level and I was like, I don't see them. All right. And I like walk back and I was like walking up and down Broadway trying to get a hold of uh, the guitarist. And then finally I go back and I was like, oh, there's more. Oh, yeah. okay. Like, There's an upstairs. Go up and keep going. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Wow. And like, it just blows my mind that, and it's, there's not too much supply. Like, there's not too many artists because there's just so many people that want to hear live right, music. Like That's when, what they go for. Like, what you don't realize is, like, if you stood at the end of Broadway and just looked down the street at any given time, I think I did the math. There could be a hundred and like twenty six different bands, yeah, playing at any given time, and it's not all. But you have no idea, and people think it's like all country and Americana, and it's no. I mean rock. Not and, not anymore, man. Not anymore. Like there are still are the like country bands, and there still are like the Broadway bands, like yeah. the bands who just play the Broadway songs. Oh, yeah. But like if you go diving and kind of looking through and go to those upstairs, like um, Luke Bryan, his bar that he just opened up about a year ago, mm-hmm. the upstairs is a sushi bar. And they, like, never have country bands. Yeah. Not, like, country country. They'll have, like, an acoustic like this or a guy in a cajon doing, like, original music. Yeah. And it's like, dude, Broadway, original music, okay. Like, I'm in. At at Tin Roof, like, every so often they host that Spotlight 615. And so they'll have, like, an original music showcase on Broadway at Tin Roof. So, yeah. They're they're getting they're getting cool. Uh, (laughs) It's getting it's getting it's getting better. I mean, it's still like we don't go down there for fun, you know, but but it's yeah at any given time like you could find a band that you want to hear you know? oh yeah and a lot of times too if you don't like the crowds going to that second third floor there's going to be less people you still get the band you still get the drinks you still get the nashville but you don't have to deal with maybe the crowds so much, you know? <laughs> which but, is which is definitely yeah. nice and definitely some, nice. some people love the crowd like some people like they feed off of that like well but i mean some, it's got it's got to be fun for some of the artists but i mean you know when you're trying to get a drink like, I'll <laughs> tell you what's crazy about like Midtown, uh, which is you know just between like Broadway and Belmont, right, right. is uh, they'll they'll have like these new apartments getting built there all the time. Mm-hmm. And so whenever an apartment gets built like next to a bar, you'll have the people in those apartments complain about the noise. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you moved. Into What'd you the move for? Of Nashville. Why, why did you move to Music City? It's literally called Music City. I didn't know. I didn't know to sign up for that. <laughs> Come on, yeah, that. That wow, yeah, I didn't know that actually happened. That's oh, sad. like one this this one bar, uh, Soulshine, they they closed down because like people were apparently complaining about the noise. But the bar had been there having bands forever longer, yeah, with like open windows and everything. So you, yeah, you can hear it forever. But like an apartment got built like behind their back parking lot, and yeah, they just apparently complained. Not right, man. Not right. It's Music City. <laughs> Well, I also noticed now, back like uh, two years ago, I noticed, and I guess this sort of goes along with the food line, I noticed you mentioned that you had lost a good amount of weight, and and you've been doing a good job keeping it off. Yeah, I found a little of it again (laughs) um, down the street, but um, yeah, it, it was tough, but it was like, 
Um, now, do you do you lose it through working out or through dieting? What's the what's um, the tool of the trade? Both. Yeah. Uh, both. Um, Which one would you rather do? Which one's easier? Diet. Really? Yeah. It's way easier for me to just like drink water. Yeah. And like make a healthier decision than like try oh, to like man. a lot time out of my day to like go to a gym and like go do a workout because I'd rather just sit around. It. Well, especially if you're on the road like us. That's hard. It's easier for me to like just try to make a little healthier decision, like not get fries or like not eat a side. Um, oh, but, it's so hard for me to give up the good stuff. Oh, so hard, dude. I mean, and that's after after I got to my point where I was like happy. I was like, man, I've lost a lot of weight. I kind of know what I was getting myself into. Like I've gotten back into like what people, what do they call it? Like moderation, right? Right. So, moderation. Well, so, something you can actually keep going yeah because like man once you've had soda and ice cream and cake and french fries and fast food once you've had it and then you don't have it you're like man this like that stuff is pretty good it's terrible for you but it tastes really good <laughs> so now it's kind of you like you open up the window it's like i mean it's like you said once you get it's just, i know it's dangerous but it's like, i'm always envious i'll meet somebody that has kids and they're like, oh, I've never given my kids this or that. And I'm just like, those lucky turds. Like, because they, they, they don't just know don't know. Missing, yeah. And then they've been conditioned by the time they get to like, you know, 20 something. They're like, oh, I tried Coke and it was just so sweet. I couldn't handle it. I was yeah. like, no. And I'm like, what? Yeah, like the people who have like McDonald's for the first time in high school. Yeah. They're like, dude, yeah, I had McDonald's for the first time. It's so salty. I'm like, thanks, I'm like, mom, for giving it to me when I was two. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like in my family, everyone, if there's like a new board baby like my my dad for example or whenever i was a kid my grandpa they've got to like sneak them like a cookie or sneak <laughs> them like like a little bit of mountain dew so like i was exposed to soda before i could talk probably mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's it's a down a bad road man it's down a bad road but the moderation always key always key now another thing one other thing i noticed on the instagram and yeah. we, we talked a little bit about it before blackberry smoke yeah now i noticed actually they follow you. Word. Yep, they follow me, and I follow them, obviously. Now, how how did, like, do you, uh, did you play with Blackberry Smoke, or how do you, how no. did they decide to follow so, you? So, funny, funny enough, um, so they have a girl who runs their social media. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Piper. Mm-hmm. And Shout out to Piper. Shout out to Piper, if you're listening. Yeah. I'll actually let her know to listen Shout to her. Shout out. Uh, but, um... Hayden's manager, tour manager, mm-hmm. Chapin, uh, had become friends with her. Mm. And she, you know, came up about Blackberry Smoke and yeah. he just threw threw me a bone and was like, Oh yeah, well my buddy uh loves Blackberry Smoke. And so she came out to she a, came out to a show and saw us and she's a bass player. Yeah. And with our band I play bass, so nice. I kinda like got to hit it off with her, talk about bass and yeah. um just honestly started a, a friendship. At least acquaintanceship, you know. Yeah. Like I'm, and she, uh, she followed me from their page, and and um, that was one so, of the things, man. When when I first cool. stumbled across your page, and I was listening to music, I was like, oh, "Good songs, I like these songs." And then I looked down, I was like. Blackberry Smoke follows him. They have to be pretty good if Blackberry Smoke follows him. Like so, I mean, you know, to get the endorsement. Of the official page, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, well, and I'm and I'm sure that you know she can't just go follow anybody she wants. Yeah, you gotta you know? get somebody to somebody say, like, probably yeah. had to approve. So like, it's it is pretty cool. Like, it might have not been Charlie. Yeah, doing it, but somebody had to say, oh yeah, okay. 
Yeah. You, you can follow that person or whatever yeah, from the band page. I feel like you couldn't get any any artist out there that would do that. Mm-mm. So so that's that's pretty cool. So I'm hope hoping that maybe turns into something. Hey man. Yeah, we'll we'll really freak out if like one of their personal pages follows. Charlie Charlie keeps a low profile on Instagram. Oh, he does. I follow I follow his personal. Yeah, page. yeah. He's always posting some dope guitars. Always. Oh, <laughs> oh, like well, I mean, for you guys to be a southern band, and obviously them, in in my opinion. You know, right now, being the biggest Southern band out there. Because, I mean, I really, I feel like out of all, basically since the 70s Southern bands, they've been the really one that have took the torch of Southern rock. Because you've got, like, Black Crows, who I love, but they took it almost more rock. They're still Southern rock, but they were, they, and they they were a, a burst they were so big for Massive. so long. And then, you know, well, and the combustible Robinson brothers that just, you know, the, who apparently are they're back, back now. They're back. Well, only, but they're only playing the the first album, oh, Shake Your Money Maker, really? front to back. That's going to be the show. Plus, really? plus, I think they said like a handful of hits that aren't on that. So but you got to think. half of America. Well, you got to think Hard to Handle's on that album. Yeah. Oh, you got so many uh, good hits. Jealous you, Again is on there. Yeah. And, uh, not Jealous Again. Um, hard to Handle and. Twice as Twice hard, as hard. And, and uh, is she talks to angels? Is she talks to angels is on. I, th- I think that's on. I think it's on a, uh, America. Yeah, I have to check. But the greatest hits on that. That was a big song. Stare cold. The main. The main thing I want to ask though, because we had Steve Gorman on the show. From Black Crows, and that was right before they announced they were coming back, getting back together. And, like, Steve Gorman wrote a book, Hard to Handle, about them breaking up and everything, too. And he put it out right before then. And so, like, I want to know, like, because I feel like Chris would be the type of guy that would be like, he wrote a book talking about us breaking up. Let's, go let's get back. Let's get back together. <laughs> like, because like Steve's not a part of it. So like, I wanna, I would like it. Just, I wanna, I wanna hear his opinion of it. But that, it, I, I got sidetracked. I got I sidetracked. They, 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 um, they did just do a to announce the tour. They did a, a little set on Howard Stern show. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Did you see that? I saw that. Um, amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really, really amazing to see they haven't played in. Well, I'm five to eight years. I, I'm not sure exactly how long it's been, but the they brothers, just come they don't back. lose it. You, you know? never lose it. You know, like they're not only are they brothers, they were in a band and they've done this back and forth. Thing. And and I mean, to be honest, Chris is one of the best singers, in my opinion, of like the mod. I mean, like because I mean, to, not even that, just front man to in be, general. To be a guy that can play with Jimmy Page and hold his own with Robert Plant and you'd be like, oh, that Zeppelin song sounded as good as a, a normal Led Zeppelin song or better like you know that just imp- and for Charlie Starr to come up with them and be like oh yeah those guys are amazing so you know it's just yeah well yeah. which is you know that's how they got their name yeah he was, was from the Black Crow song Blackberry yeah was how they got their name so that's kind of like he's just sitting around that. like yeah Blackberry smoke called yep. that and they're like alright Chris okay. Robinson said it let's go for it that's why not but uh you know, I think uh, I think we need a wrap up song. I think I think we need I think we need to go ahead and take it to the break. But I want to thank you guys for coming on the show, man. It has been a pleasure today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah thank you. And I I think um, 
I think this last tune we're gonna do is perfect for what for an outro for what we've been talking about because um, the title is is nothing better and uh, it's about the promised land that we like to call the South. So awesome, man! So well, I think it might tie into everything we've been talking about. Well, yeah. real quick, let me tell listeners: check out all things Drake Freeman. They're on your webpage, drakefreemanofficial.com. And, of course, they can check you out on Instagram, drakefreeman underscore. Oh, yeah, I can't forget it. Now, where can they check you out, Trey? Uh, I'm on Instagram, at Trey Binkley is cool. i yep. got to make people call me cool. That, that forces That's me. right. I like it. Exactly. I like it. Now, where can we get Hall stuff? Um, anywhere, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, look up at Hall underscore band. Or if you look up either of us, you'll find you'll it. You'll get it. Because we've you know, made sure to to tag all that stuff but um drake freeman and hall both have music everywhere so yeah. um itunes spotify amazon um at, you know apple music google play market any of those places youtube um so if you type in the name or a song that you've heard or that you like i'm sure there's a way you can find it awesome awesome all right man well let's let's play it out with uh what are we gonna do nothing better nothing better city is pretty in the winter but the cold never did it for me i said i've always want to go to phoenix arizona because i heard they got sweet tea 40 over 40 seems to be the story of every blue collar man from eastern carolina to a mississippi diner and then to louisiana well i'm just a boy from the georgia clay and i'm proud of who i am well, there ain't nothing better than a hometown touchdown late on a Friday night. There ain't nothing better than a laid back Lake Shack Saturday sipping on shine. There ain't nothing better than my mama's cooking and knowing when to shut my mouth. So let me tell you some, there ain't nothing better than a sound. Seattle up a creek without a paddle But they wouldn't know what that means There's an angel in the city Out on the coast of Cali That I've only seen on a screen If you ring a southern bell She'll grab you by the tail And drag you through Dixieland If you don't like me You might want to see This finger on my hand Well some people say That I ain't right But I don't give a damn there ain't nothing better than a hometown touchdown late on a Friday night. There ain't nothing better than a laid back Lake Shack Saturday sipping on shine. There ain't nothing better than my mama's cooking, knowing when to shut my mouth. Let me tell you, son, there ain't nothing better than the South.
Here on the Doc G Show. Yes! That was Drake Freeman right there. Fantastic interview with him and Trey. That's a good yes! Can't thank those guys enough for coming by the studio, taking their time, jamming. Drake, just like yourself, was a little bit under the weather, but he soldiered through, man. He soldiered through. That's what we, that's what we do, us rock stars. You, yes, you as well. <laughs> Big rock star Dave Berlin. We all know that's the case. That was that was the second option for your nickname, rock star. Oh, that yeah. That was it. Oh, yeah. Second option. <laughs> But can't but wait to hear the new album. It's coming out soon, the Hall album. They said within the year. I can't wait to hear it. It's going to be fantastic. Some great Southern rock from Trey and Drake, better known as Hall. Thank you, guys. All right, Dave, it's time for the birthday suit that I think I think you'll be able to get. I think this one you can oh, get. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting all day for this. <laughs> Here we go. Born in Phoenix, Arizona on December 11th, 1985. Hmm. Our birthday suit wearer was interested in sports journalism. She ended up going to King's College in New York City, where she ended up getting a football researcher internship at ABC Sports Radio. She then worked at Fox Sports Net as a sideline reporter for the Pac-10 and Big 12 games. Hmm. Then, in 2011, she was hired by ESPN's Longhorn Network as a sideline reporter. She then moved on to College Game Day, and now she hosts NFL Countdown on ESPN. She has been married to NFL player Christian Ponder since 2012. Name that birthday, Sue Ware. Samantha Ponder. Samantha Ponder is correct. Yes. I, I wasn't even going to get that one until you gave away her husband. <laughs> well, that was, you know, that was it. I was, I mean, because, like, I mean, she does, she, NFL Countdown is a fairly big show, but still, like, you yeah. know, you know, it's it's not like she's Boomer. You know, or you know, exactly. Han- Hannah Storm. Nope, she's not one mm-hmm. of the the longtime folks that has been she's there. She's not there yet. She's fairly new, yet. fairly new, but she is turning the big uh, three four, three four. Dang, that's yeah. right. It seems like Happy she's birthday, Miss Ponder. She's been around for a while, man. I remember when she first showed up on the old college game day. 
I remember. Took yeah, it seems like she's a little bit older, but I guess took, Christian Ponder's probably around that age, too. Took over for uh, Aaron, uh, what's her name? Aaron, uh, Aaron Andrews. That's the one. There you go. Mm-hmm. Anywho, happy birthday, Samantha. Dave, I've got some sad news. No. Yeah. Sorry, I got to do it. It's going to hurt the, the listeners as well, but... Uh, okay. John Paul White has delayed his interview on our show, so he's not going to be coming. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, though. He's promised that he's going to come after the the beginning of the year. So in January, starting off the 2020 Doc G show, we will have uh, John Paul White. We will have four-time Granny winner, so don't worry. It's coming. We got some great okay. shows in the work. Next week we've got Defoe. She is a multi-talented lady, producer, engineer, editor, mom. She does it all. She does it all. She's uh she, she's coming in to talk about her newest album. It's going to be a good time. Uh, her husband right down the road from us. Her husband from Middleburg. That's right. Florida. So, yeah, right down the way. Uh, also, Ooh. side note, he's the lead singer of Red uh, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. So, you know, in, ah, in his okay. in his okay. own right, he's, he's done a little something in music. You know, he's done a little something. Yeah, a little something, something. But we will have her next week. I'm very excited. But until next week, we've got to shut down the show. I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave, Rockstar, Berlin. I'll be hydrating properly for the next week. Good. My peak performance make for this sure, week's show. Make sure you have a gallon, or it doesn't count. Gallon at all times. Nothing will be drank outside of the gallon. Maybe double fisted. Two gallons, both oh, hands. Oh, man, that'd be cr- You'd literally like be in the bathroom all day. Two so. gallons <laughs> doing curls the whole time. As you drink Girls it. for the girls. Oh, my gosh. You'll be hydrated and fit and sexy. And oh, I can't wait. Huge guns. My God. It's going to be so impressive. <laughs> but until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah.